Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and we had a very busy weekend this past weekend with three sanctioned events. There were nine invites sent out to the CrossFit Games, and we are officially in the home stretch of the 2019 CrossFit Games season. Let's get to it. So let's start off with the biggest event of the weekend, and that is the Rogue Invitational. Now, I spoke a little bit about the Rogue Invitational after the first day of events were over. I kind of talked about the production quality and you know the big prize purse and what they're doing well and kind of where they're carving out their own niche in this whole sanctional season. But at the end of the day, this entire point of this competition was to get someone to go to the CrossFit Games. And we have three invites coming out of the Rogue Invitational, an individual male, individual female, and a team. And some of those names, they're familiar, some of them are not. Now on the men's side, Chandler Smith has gotten the invite to the CrossFit Games. It's gonna be his first appearance at the CrossFit Games. He is a fan favorite. We saw him come on the scene in regionals a couple years ago and he had to take some time off because he's in the military. And on top of that, he actually injured himself losing the tip of his ring finger in sort of like a freak tank siding accident. It's kind of crazy, right? Either way, Chandler Smith has gotten the invite to the CrossFit Games. He's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I think he's he's really sort of stepped into a few of these sanctioned events and, and made a name for himself, you know, showing that his regionals performance a couple years ago was not a fluke. The guy has a lot of fitness to back up, you know, his presence and uh, he's, a, he's a great character. I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy watching him compete. On the women's side, we saw Rachel Garibay get the invite to the CrossFit Games. Now, she she is a first-time individual competitor at the games, but has been there on a team, most notably last year when she was on team Don't Stop, uh, where they took sixth. So she has had a lot of experience in the limelight. Don't Stop was really making a push for the, the, the podium spot to try and dethrone Rich Froning and Mayhem at the games last year, and uh, you know they they did their best, but just weren't quite there. I think they had some injuries on the team, uh, specifically with Sheila Barden that they were dealing with. But either way, Garibay has had plenty of experience competing on the big stage in that you know high pressure team setting. And the, the question is gonna be whether or not that's gonna translate over to the individual side of things. And Garibay actually did a really good job of separating herself from the field. And what I mean by that is, Rogue has a very unique situation in that so many of their competitors were already qualified for the CrossFit Games or had spots at the CrossFit Games. So really what we were looking at was a situation where potentially 12th or 13th place in either the male or female divisions would have gotten the invite to the CrossFit Games. And that's not exactly the vibe that you want to set off. So I'm kind of placing in the bottom half of the field getting a spot to the CrossFit Games. However, both competitors who ended up getting those spots, that's Chandler Smith and Rachel Garibay, they both actually did pretty well. I mean, Chandler Smith was within sniffing distance of the podium essentially the entire weekend, and Rachel Garibay had a not great day one, but kind of came back on day two. Now, Garibay did end up placing in the bottom half of the field in 11th place overall, but she was able to put herself out there in a way that I think the other competitors weren't. Specifically, during that heavy dumbbell snatch and strict handstand push-up workout, you know, those are two things that, generally speaking, you want your games level athletes to be proficient at, and that was one of Rachel Garibay's best finishes over the weekend. So, there is something to, you know, kind of giving the invite to the next man up, and uh, it, it just kind of speaks to how stacked the Rogue Invitational's 
competition field was. And on the team side, finally at the Rogue Invitational, we have OC3, a team that has been to the games a bunch of times, uh, coming back to the CrossFit Games and uh, setting out, you know, a very impressive performance, beating not one but two Mayhem teams. Uh, that's that's not easy to do. And they were able to hold off, you know, Team 417, which they themselves have a ton of games experience. It was really an impressive performance, um, you know, including, you know, Back Bay uh, or Invictus Boston. Uh, this is the same team that we've seen show up at a bunch of different sanctioned events and compete really hard uh, to, to get a spot at the CrossFit Games. It's really interesting to see you know the team competition it seems to be a lot more cutthroat than it has been in the past because really it's just you win and you're in and there's only a dozen or so opportunities because there's one for each sanctioned event so i think we're going to see a lot of teams that are you know on the top end of teams not necessarily making it into the crossfit games anymore because the regionals was allowing you know maybe not not necessarily the you know the the really tip of the spear teams to make it in. You know, if you're fourth or fifth in your region, uh, you're probably not going to be vying for the podium spot at the CrossFit Games. And this, I think, bodes well for the actual spectator experience for the team competition because we're going to end up seeing a much tighter field, a much more competitive field, and realistically speaking, Rich's team, uh, his A team, Mayhem Freedom, has not been performing well when it comes to these sanctioned events. I mean, he he's won one of them uh, in China in order to get his uh, his spot at the CrossFit Games uh, with that team, but they haven't really done that great at any of the other ones that they've competed at. So, with just a couple months left before the CrossFit Games kicks off. I think they're going to need to sort of put some work in to make a make a real run at defending that title. Now onto the Down Under CrossFit Championship. This was the second of two Australian sanctionals, and we saw Amanda Barnhart just just put on a clinic. It was really Amanda Barnhart versus Jamie Green the entire weekend, and at the end of the weekend, Barnhart you know was the winner. She she claimed the top spot at that sanction event. She already has a spot due to her exceptionally good performance in the Open. She was ninth in the world overall this year. And really, this just follows that up. You know, uh, She has a lot of potential to, to compete well and compete hard. And when she's competing against someone like Jamie Green and they're going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, uh, clearly well above the rest of the field, I think it really just sets the tone for what their competition at the CrossFit Games is going to be like. But the invite from the Down Under CrossFit Championships on the women's side goes to a familiar name, and that is Alethea Boone, who is the second Masters athlete to earn an individual spot at the CrossFit Games this year behind Sam Briggs. And Alethea Boone has competed the games before a couple of times. In 2016, uh, tore her Achilles. So she's coming back from a long injury uh, recovery, and it's really impressive to see that she's able to still compete at, at the top end. On the men's side, we saw Matt McLeod win this competition, and it was really an impressive performance. I mean, he had to he had to win a bunch of the different events because his main competition was a man that we haven't seen in an in-person competition floor in years, and that is Jacob Hepner. So, McLeod versus Hepner was really the storyline at the Down Under CrossFit Championships uh, to, to watch on the men's side, at least. And, you know, Hepner 
didn't really, you know, he didn't, he didn't dominate the, the, the competition as, as maybe some people would expect based off of just how beastly he has been in, in the open um, and the types of workouts that he posts himself doing. But I think there's something to be said about, you know, traveling all the way across the world from Kansas to uh, Australia, which might actually be the longest possible distance to travel uh, and, and not end up coming back around the side, the other side of the, the globe. And so I think there's there's uh, there's really you know nothing to to be super worried about. Hepner is is an impressive specimen, and the fact that McLeod is able to beat him uh, on on so many of those events over the course of that weekend. I think that, that kind of says that McLeod's also also a, a specimen himself. On the team side of things at the Down Under CrossFit Championships, Rob Forte's super team, the X-Terminators, were able to just barely hold off the super team from the previous Australian uh, sanctional, the Project X super team, and you know really just win out the event outright and get the invite outright instead of having to take it from a backfill position. And it was, uh, you know, it was, it was really interesting competition between these two teams because they were neck and neck the entire time but uh, you know exterminators was able to put together just the right combination of event wins to seal the deal uh, against Project X without really having a huge margin of victory, but a victory is a victory nonetheless. One thing to note about the Exterminators, Rob Forte's team that, that won, Rob Forte used the rules of the team competition to his advantage and stacked his team with two already qualified individual athletes in James Newberry and Madeline Sturt. So essentially the team that he qualified with is going to be stripped in in at least half of the members are not going to be competing because both Newberry and Sturt are planning on going individual, which means that Forte is going to have to use the two alternate positions that he gets to name as his actual main team members. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what that translation is from sanctional to the CrossFit Games, but in terms of actually nailing a spot at the Games, that's a pretty smart move. And finally, at the Brazil CrossFit Championships, what we really saw was a return of veterans in, in all three divisions. On the team side, uh, Pro One, a team out of Canada that just added a 2015 CrossFit Games veteran, Joe Scally. Now, Pro One Montreal added Scally onto the team. They, they performed really well, especially in the back half of the competition and Brazil, and Scali, if you remember, actually uh, withdrew from the Open in order to not take up an individual spot. And the, the specific thing that he was trying to avoid was he was competing as an Italian because he has an Italian passport, and uh, he decided to not fin finalize submitting his scores in the Open because if he did do that and won the Italian National Championship, his plan on going uh, onto a team with Pro Run, Pro One, and making it to the CrossFit Games would have negated the Italian national championship spot. They would not have backfilled to the second place national champion. So instead of guaranteeing himself an individual spot and then you know taking a chance on the team, he you know let the Italian national champion 
be chosen as somebody who would actually go and attend the CrossFit Games and compete at the CrossFit Games and put all his eggs in one basket with Pro One in order to qualify as a team, which is a very cool story and very cool of Joe Scali to do that. And uh, you know, we we saw that pay off because now he is going to the team uh, to the games on a team. One last thing about the teams uh, at the Brazil CrossFit Championship, we saw Invictus X return to the competition floor after their sanctional win and invite to the CrossFit Games was negated due to one of their team members testing positive for a banned substance. Now they replaced that team member with Haley Murillo and uh, she came onto the scene. She's really fit, obviously. She's competed at many of these sanctioned events. She does really well in the open, but just the team wasn't able to put it together. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see with only just a handful of sanctioned events, whether this is gonna be a situation where we see a podium team from the previous year's CrossFit Games not make it back to the CrossFit Games uh, which would be a, a real interesting situation, a situation which I think would highlight some of the new sort of pitfalls uh, and and factors that that the new type of sanctional season is is causing for many teams. On the women's side at Brazil, Kenzie Riley took the top spot, but she already has her spot at the games. She doesn't have to worry about it. So it backfills to Paige Semenza, who actually. Is, uh, is coming back for her second year in a row at the CrossFit Games. Really impressive performance between the two of them. They kind of led the charge the entire weekend. And on the men's side, what we saw was a return of Will Morad. Now, Morad last competed at the CrossFit Games in 2014, which means this might be the longest period of time between qualifications that an athlete has ever had in the history of the CrossFit Games. A very impressive performance out of Will Morad. You know, we saw him compete at Reykjavik. He was just one spot shy of qualifying out there. He's competed at a different sanctional as well earlier this year and again was just one spot shy of qualifying. So now that he has his spot at the CrossFit Games, I think he can kind of rest easy a little bit. I think he has a really interesting story. You can see more details about that. I think you can find that on a Morning Chalk Up site. Uh, they have a, a, an interesting story about what has happened in those intervening few years, why he stepped out of the competition scene. And I think it's just really cool to see him come back. Now, he was just barely able to hold off the Panchik twins, Saxon and Spencer. And both these athletes were really pushing as hard as they could to, to get that spot to the games. It, it came down to other athletes' performances to kind of ensure that Will Morad got his spot. And Saxon and Spencer both were very close to qualifying out of the open. And I understand that they're both trying to go out to, uh, to some of the remaining sanctioned events um, between now and the end of the season. There are only three remaining sanctioned events between now and the end of the season, and those are the Lowlands, uh, CrossFit Championship, the Granite Games, and finally the French Throwdown. And that, that really is the, the wrap-up of the season. Within the next five or six weeks, all of the sanctioned events are gonna be completed. We're gonna know every single CrossFit Games athlete, all of the calculus of backfill is gonna be finally completed. We won't ever have to worry about that again, at least not for another few months until the 2020 CrossFit Games season starts, but that is neither here nor there. So for now, we have only three remaining events of the 2019 season, and it's gonna be really interesting to see exactly how all those things pan out, because as I mentioned with the team side of things, there's definitely some really strong teams that have not yet made their case for a spot at the CrossFit Games. And, and on the individual side, I think probably one of the biggest names that many people expected to see return back to the CrossFit Games is Ben Smith, and he has not yet made his 
his return. Now he's doing okay, he's in great shape, but his competitive chops weren't quite there this weekend at the Rogue Invitational. And it's interesting to see, you know, he's coming off of a knee surgery, his season kind of started a little bit later than everybody's. That was one of the things that he mentioned while he was being interviewed by Rory. And I think that we're going to see him, you know, near top form by the end of the sanctional season. The question is whether he's going to be able to step into any of the three remaining sanctionals and really be able to compete in a way that gets him a spot and gets him an 11th straight individual showing at the CrossFit Games, which would be absolutely impressive. Remember, folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport, and it's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for. Really appreciate all of your support. Do me a favor, like this video, share this video, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Let's tell our friends about it. Let's keep this thing going. I'll see you guys next time.